Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929. At Arundel Mills, must be 21, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome, listener. How are you? We're glad you're doing well. All right, let's get started today, as usual. I was looking through our group, deciding what should I talk about today, and I have an idea. In this episode, I'm going to answer the question about where does society get this idea from that blind people are helpless? By the way, I'm glad you asked the question, and in a few minutes, you're going to see this podcast in your messenger. Um... So I do not want to say who you are, but soon you'll get a messenger notification from me, okay? So I will help you to understand what happened, and I hope that you will uh, consider you know, becoming one of my audience members here on Aaron's show, and that you will continue to listen to Aaron's show so that you can continue to learn about these types of issues that we deal with in society. You know, last week we dealt with kind of a serious issue about the the Breakfast Club, that podcast. I certainly don't want to dwell on it, but I think that a lot of you listen to it. Um, That so far has been uh, my best episode, and that episode has received the most plays. So I'm, I'm glad that you liked it, or I'm glad that you thought it was interesting enough to listen to it. All right? Um, so... Basically, you are trying to figure out why and where does society get this idea that blind people are so helpless. Well, first of all, let's basically break down what happened. Okay, so let's say you're you're just leaving McDonald's and you you got a burger. Now, I I, I am going to comment about this, and I I am commenting about this. Not to hurt your feelings and not to stereotype you in any way, shape, or form. Please do not misunderstand. I'm going to make a comment about people who go to McDonald's in general and then connect it to the situation, okay? In your situation, you were going to McDonald's because you needed a quick bite to eat, I, I hope and I'm sure that you work and you have a great job and you're doing great. So, so money is probably not an issue for you or I certainly hope that it's not an issue for you. But I, I think it's fair to say that first of all, if an Uber driver goes to McDonald's, Perhaps their perception of the person in general, not you, but perhaps the Uber driver's perception of anyone who goes to McDonald's is that this person is someone of low income. I am, I am not saying that you are someone who has low income. I am saying that if you are an Uber driver, you probably think and you probably have a generalization that anyone who goes to McDonald's is going there because 
you don't you, the person does not have enough money that's not you but it's important as i was talking about last week it's important to set the stage and set the audience for what happens in these types of situations I understand that it's frustrating when these things happen, but for our group's sake, I think it's pretty easy to break it down and to kind of come to an understanding about why the driver already didn't have a very good perception of you. So the driver pulls up to McDonald's to pick up a passenger that he thinks is someone who is low income. Again, you are not someone of low income. I have no idea what your income is, that is none of my business and I do not care. But I am not stereotyping you as someone who has low income. I'm simply basically drawing a correlation to the fact that if you're driving a car and you drive your car to a certain location, you by human nature have some preconceived notions about the location. And this is simply human nature. This is nothing possible. So the driver before you get into the car, already has a negative perception of you. And then you get into the car and the driver sees that you have a disability and notices. So then, in the driver's mind, the driver thinks that not only are you someone of low income, but the driver probably also thought, well, not in addition to having low income, this person... And I'm not, I'm not saying that it's you. I'm making a sweeping generalization about how the Uber driver views all passengers, not you. I have no idea who you are. So, it, you know, the driver's looking at you and they can clearly see that you probably in their mind, and I'm going to get into the mindset in a minute, that they're, in their mind, they think that you are someone who is less functioning simply because of the choice of food or the location where they picked you up. This is not okay, but it is how people are. I mean, think about it for a minute, guys. If you, you know, if you drive through a neighborhood in California where you know that a lot of famous people live, wouldn't you think that perhaps everybody around you, everybody in this particular neighborhood has a lot of money? Well, you might think that. So it's important to consider the location um, where this all began because that, you know, people, we, we analyze these things a lot more than you're even aware and that the location is critical in, in this in this scenario because it sets the stage because with the location of McDonald's, the driver already has made an impression or has already formulated an opinion about the passenger in general before the passenger even gets into the car. Okay, so I think I've made the point there, and if you disagree, let me know. So, passenger gets into the car, and then he sees that you have a disability. In your case, you're blind, like us. So, the per- so then instantly the perception of you in his eyes and in, in, in the driver's mind is obviously less. And then he asks you, well, you know, how did you get here? Um, and you explained how you got there, and then he was surprised. Then the driver was surprised. Well, it's it's offensive to you, and it's offensive to me that this Uber driver acted like this. But it also does not surprise me in the slightest, in the least. You know. Um. So then, you know, after that, you explained that there's someone 
called an O&M instructor who teaches blind people how to navigate their environment. Well, let, let me just let me just tell you that by saying that to the driver, you are you are simply reinforcing in in his mind. You are simply reinforcing this negative mindset because you are showing this driver that some blind people need help to get around. So it was good of you. It was good of you to reach out to the driver when you're sitting in their car and trying to educate them. That's good. I appreciate that. That's a good thing. But you need to take into into consideration, as I do, your audience. You need to consider that some of these Uber drivers, in fact, many of these Uber drivers, but not all of these Uber drivers, are people who simply have hard lives themselves. Because you know what? If their life was that great, if their life was that perfect, they wouldn't have to drive an Uber. Okay? So you also have to consider who they are. Now, I'm going to also make a comment. Um, slightly... You know, I, I I think this is this is a this is a factor that you need to consider. You need to consider the nationality and the background of the driver. The reason I'm saying this is not to offend people. I am just simply saying it to educate people that the background of the driver does does matter in these situations and it matters because you need to be actively thinking about how you would go about educating the the driver for for, for example i am suspicious that this driver could have been from india or pakistan i'm not saying they they were and i don't care if they were but i'm going to tell you why this is important it's important to think about where the driver comes from because different countries have different expectations for blind people and different countries have different expectations of people in general and different countries have different perceptions of life and that one of the things that I have noticed repeatedly and you know look if if you if you're an Indian listener and if you're a Pakistani listener to this podcast, reach out to me and have an informed discussion about this because I think that this is a, a issue that is controversial and I think it's an issue that does need to be d- does need to be discussed because this does matter. When you grow up in India, you you. When you grow up in India, you oftentimes are led to believe in society that you are never able to improve the live, your livelihood. And so there are many, 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 many reasons for this. Um, I don't want to get into all, to all of the reasons but a significant reason is that when you grow up in India, you you seem to grow up believing that your life will never change. And so I think that this is a critically important issue in understanding why this particular Uber driver, um, if they were Indian, 
why this particular Uber driver said this and reacted this way. So, be, in spite of or because of this, it seems to be it seems to me that people from India have this always have this overarching desire, this this overbearing desire of wanting to be helpful. And all Indian people are wonderful. They have wonderful hearts and they always mean well. They've always meant well to me. I've met a couple wonderful Indians and they always they always are are great in their heart. But as their culture relates to blind people in the United States, we see a big gap here. We see a big difference. Because in America, you are able to move up in society and you are able to improve your life. And so because of that, you know, because of that, we tend to not be as helpful in the United States, I think, because we feel that people can always help themselves. Whereas in Indian culture, they tend to believe, and it seems to be, that um, people in India are much more collectivist. Okay? So how does this relate to your situation? It relates to the situation because when a driver is from another country and they're living here in the United States, they are still thinking about their home country. They might physically be living in the United States. They might have been physically driving you from McDonald's to your apartment. But their mind and their spirituality and, and their their sense of nationhood always rests and always relies upon or rests upon their nation of origin and, and their nation of birth. This is critical. And you need to understand all of these details to understand why a driver would act up like this and why, and really what, what the problem is. Um, and I, I will, I will basically go through in, in short, we'll get to the problem and I'll help you to understand the problem and then I'll help you to understand how to react, how to, how to manage it because there's nothing we can do about it. Um, so then they ask you, well, you know, you probably can't cook. Well, they probably asked that because if they were from a country where blind people are not working, okay, the blind person would have no choice but to depend on someone else for cooking and food. So I don't know where this driver is from. I'm guessing they're from, you know, probably one of the countries I just said, but they could have been from any country. Okay, so basically, my what I'm what I'm telling you is, if they were a foreigner, you need to take that into strong consideration for their perception and their expectation of someone with a disability. That's that needs to be the first thing that that needs to happen. Okay, then we need to get into really. So, how do you educate someone like this? Well, I have to be honest with you. I don't. I think it tends to depend. Some of the countries around the world where the blind people are not working at all, which let me give you a clue, is most of them, um, is many of them, um, you really, you, there's really nothing you can do about these types of people. These types of people like this and Uber drivers like this um, have proven to me on numerous occasions that they are that they are not really you know that they are not really able able to learn and that they really are not able to change 
Um, and in fact, I have I might have said this before, but I'm, I'm saying it again. I've heard that Uber is implementing a new policy, whereas if you, you know, if you as the passenger, if your rating is less than, you know, X stars, I think it's four stars, you won't be able to use the app. Well, that is, in my opinion, that is highly discriminatory towards people. That's definitely, in my opinion, highly discriminatory towards people with disabilities. And that definitely includes you and me and the other blind people in this group. Okay. So I I hate to tell you this, but we live, you know, and it's not even a matter. It's not even a matter of I hate to tell you this. It's a matter of this is reality. This is the world we live in. So let me break it down. We're American. Thanks. Thanks to God. Thanks, God. We live in a world in America where blind people are expected to work. This driver probably came from overseas and probably came from a country like India, but it sounds like it could have been from many countries, I must say. Many countries, the driver would have acted like this. So this driver came from a country where blind people are not achieving things and where the societal expectation is that blind people need need care. And there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. The only thing you could actually do about it is try to volunteer overseas and go to these countries and educate them about the abilities of blind blind Americans as a whole. Um, but I, I, I for one, you know, I for one and, and one for all have kind of I ha- I will never give up on educating the world. But I have I'm I'm not so concerned with educating people when I have the compassion to understand their background and when I have the un- the compassion to understand where they're coming from. I understand you came from McDonald's. You you walked out of McDonald's and, and sat in the car. Where did the driver come from? So I'm not saying that it's okay for the driver to ask those highly inappropriate questions in American society, but it is okay for the driver to have a preconceived notion about the abilities of the blind. Because let's face it, in other countries, in most countries around the world, blind people are not able to achieve things. Okay? So... You know, you can just, if you're dealing with someone like that, I would just kind of be kind and say, well, it's okay. You know, I'm I'm able to do fine. You could even lie and say, if you wanted to, you could even lie and say, oh, my my boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, whoever they are. Oh, they'll, they'll be glad when I'm home. They need to make me my dinner. You know, you could, you could, you kind of, when you're dealing with someone who's this sensitive, and by the way, people in other countries are very sensitive, I've noticed, are overly sensitive. So when you're dealing with someone who's probably overly sensitive to begin with, I try not to make the situation worse, you know, and sometimes I, I'm not able to respond because, again, this all relates to the compassion that we have to have for someone else's struggle, you know. So I understand that this is hard to hear this, but this is just the way it is, okay? There's not a whole lot that can be done except to try to educate them, and if they don't understand, try to think about who they are and try to think about why they are not able to understand. And try, it's difficult and certainly not necessary, but try at very least to have compassion and say, well, thank God I was born in the USA. Thank God I'm American. And you should also say, I'm glad that that driver, Driver X, has a great job. He's able to live in America. He has a better life here. So thank God for, thank God for that. 
then thank God that maybe you did you did educate them a little bit. Maybe you did open their eyes a little. Probably not, but God willing, maybe you did. You've been listening to Aaron's show, the podcast for blind persons where we talk about issues in the blindness community. Blind, you know, when blind people interact with society, when they get into an Uber, our friends, our families, and our co-workers. So, um, basically, you know, if you want to be on the podcast, if you want to talk to me about your experience, actually, yeah, I think if you personally want to talk to me about your experience, go right ahead. Um, you can send me an audio clip, an audio message, and uh, I can certainly have you on the show. But I always do an entry about every day or about every day that I have time. Okay? So that was Aaron's show. Have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929 at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day.